0: Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to another episode of the Peak and Flow podcast. Today I am going to talk about waking up with psychedelics, which is an interesting conversation, I guess, at least from my end, because it's not something that I would have discussed, um, actually not that long ago, really. It wasn't that I was ever against psychedelics, um, and the psychedelics that I'm referring to specifically are uh, psilocybin and 5-MeO-DMT, which I experienced earlier this year, um, just a few short months ago, or long months, depending how you want to see it. But either way, what I want to talk about today is psychedelics and waking up, and what I mean by those two things or how they connect. Um, And in short, we know there's a mind, there's a thinking mind, there's the ego, the id, if Freud was to have his way, and the personality, and so often I talk about Personality is not something we are. Personality is something we, we, we have, we do. We do personality. It's it's a little bit different than um, identification without personality. That's just who I am. Is it or is that the way you've learned to be in the face of the world? Hmm. Interesting. So we have the mind. Clearly we have the body. But we know there is something else. Call it spirit, call it soul, call it whatever you wish. The original face, right? Witness, the observer, the occupant, whatever it may be. There is something else, and this—the source. There's so many different names for it, right? Um, and really, what I, what I mean when I talk about waking up is—it's actually leaning on Ken Wilber's work of waking up growing up cleaning up and showing up now waking up is waking up to not to spirituality but to understanding spirit to being connected to spirit to be to to be to be spirit to see as spirit and what spirit's more connected to is the you can call it energy of the universe it's, it's so funny because as lo- as soon as i attempt to name it it is no longer it right so i could talk about it but that is not it anyway so I'm literally just going to refer to it as spirit in this sense. So waking up is waking up to spirit, which is within everything. Uh, And I'll explain my experience of that within the psychedelic experience today as well. Then we have growing up. Now, growing up is psychological. It's maturing. It's adult development, Uh, subject-object theory in Keegan's work. And so this maturation that we have within our psychological realm allows us to not only mature, as into to grow and develop and, and have a, a broader perspective of reality, but to also heal the pains or heal the hurts of the past so that we don't have these switch points or trigger points that keep us to reacting to certain situations as a younger version of ourselves. And so it's so easy to think reacting is angry or reacting is... Um, some sort of uh, outburst. Where in reality, reacting can be going silent. Reacting could be choosing to stay home instead of going out. Reacting could be going out instead of choosing to stay home. It's a reaction and it's usually a reaction that I've taught myself from an earlier stage that I'm treating this moment like that moment and so I react as if I am the same age as that moment. And growing up allows us to start to see through the reasons why we do this and gain flexibility in our choice and, and build a, a, a greater inclusive worldview. And when I say inclusive, what I'm referring to is the ability to include multiple perspectives and multiple facets within what we can see, our, our viewpoint, our vantage. So um, cleaning up is actually in reference to shadow work. Now, this is another deep, messy, <laughs> murky conversation around shadow work, but shadow is really seen and shown to us when we see things in other people that we don't like, and it's usually a projection of shadow of what we don't allow within ourselves. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that in nuance, but in a simpler, ver- simpler version of it, it's understanding that our shadow is fundamentally projected as something that we reject within ourselves so commonly what we project we can reject um, is a way you could perceive it and then showing up and showing up is literally how we're showing up to meet the moment and hence where so much of my programs and lessons and education and so forth are associated with meeting the moment it's how we're waking up growing up cleaning up to show up to every single moment and bringing the most mature version of ourselves to that moment Now Wilbur's work was introduced to me by the Coach room. The Coach room is still a big influence on me throughout all my learnings and educations and teachings and the ability that I've had to be able to integrate a lot of my background training through training people and understanding the nervous system and understanding functional movement or movement in general or the physical body, uh, exposure, um, how people respond or react to certain things within a training setting has really been quite profound for me not just for me, but also the work that we do with our clients as well. So understanding how um, the way that we physically show up with our breath, our body, uh, obviously extending that to our nervous system, uh, and then how we make meaning and, and what really is our neuroception um, brings a, a greater level of self-awareness in mind, body, and of course spirit. And so given all that, Waking up with psychedelics is the topic for today and really actually is my experience. I may get more people on in the future that do have a great deal to say um, with greater knowledge around psychedelics and myself. Um, This is coming from someone who I think I had a puff of a cigarette when I was about seven and other than that, caffeine and alcohol were probably the only things that I really consumed outside of maybe a few penadols. even then, I think I've taken... Um, I mean, taking anti inflammatories at times, but uh, any form of like, um, what are they called? Antibiotics. I think I've done once. That's it. So it's, uh, yeah. So the idea of psychedelics, I've never smoked a joint, never taken any form of party drugs, been around them, just never did it besides, like I said, alcohol. So moving into psychedelics was actually a brand new realm for me. And something that I was ready to be ready with. So I was reserved with it, but at the same time, chose to go down that path to experience it. And I've got some really close, dear friends of mine that have been in that space and been using, I'm going to call it plant medicine in many ways, um, for quite some time. And so with their gentle nudges, I found myself in the hands of a very experienced um, a teacher um, medicine person so to speak um, and she was fantastic in facilitating my experience through both psilocybin and then two days later the 5-MeO DMT now I've been intrigued by psychedelics for some time but it's really interesting because as I spoke to um, this woman and as I the work that I've done within growing up and learning about myself and learning why I might p- do particular things and my connection, I shared connection to the source, right? Not knowing. I shared the story. I'm going to share my intents as well with the actual experiences, but I shared this story with her. Her name is Aisha. I shared I shared my, this story with Aisha when I was younger um, and I'd never talked about it before and I hadn't thought about it either. Well, really, but I remember I was in a family of six and quite, you know, um, abrasive fights with the parents. Not necessarily me. I was the youngest of four kids, three older sisters. And uh, at the age of eight, they split up. At the age of 10, I moved down the coast to live with my mum and her partner. I've shared this multiple times. He was quite violent and he was an alcoholic. Uh, my mum turned into being an alcoholic as well, high-functioning. And... Um, in seeing all this stuff, I then found myself to be really quite lonely. I, was, I struggled. I, I could make friends and I was good at sport and all that sort of stuff, but I still struggled with relationships with friends at times. But what I also found was that in a few short years, I went from being in suburbia with being one of six in a family to being one of two in a rental uh, in a small country town um, with an emotionally absent mother. And so she had her own problems. She had her own difficulties. She had her own challenges. Whether she's ever dealt with them or not is another conversation. And I, I say that with all the compassion and love in the world. I'm aware of that. I don't I don't hold anything against it. She, she did what she thought she could. Um, but either way, there I was as a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, pretty lonely with my dog, Maud. Dingo, Kelpie, Cross. And I remember one time feeling exceptionally lonely and I laid in the grass. I was in the backyard. We had a big backyard, small little house on this block. All renting. And I remember laying there, and uh, it was just a normal, you know, partly cloudy but beautiful day. And as I laid there, I this sort of feeling of loneliness, this feeling of being separate, I guess, or you know, somewhat being different, but being separate, not being. accepted um was quite overwhelming and in my ability to to deal with that i as i laid in the grass looking up it was on a little bit of a hill so it wasn't directly you know flat looking up it was almost kind of looking at the, the distance to some degree and i can't recall if i was crying or not but i, I remember being there and i just I fucking, it was like I gave up, right? It was like I just, the key word, surrender, but let go of this idea that I was separate to everything. And for a moment there, as a 12 year old or maybe 13, I can't recall. I think I was 12. For a moment there, I was connected to everything. I realized that I could never be lonely, ever. I could never be lonely because I was literally part of everything that's ever existed. Now, that was an experience I had. It was a state experience, but I, almost a peak state experience, but I never, didn't really conceptualize it. I've had plenty of difficulties in my 20s with being lonely and and made some really poor decisions, but the best I could at the time based on what I thought I knew. Um, but that was my first experience of really being connected to a source greater than my mind, right? Far greater than that. And I shared that with her, and and that's something that came up for me throughout my psychedelic experience as well. Now, fast forward and um, to choosing to go down the path of psilocybin, which was a five and a half hour journey, right? And if you're curious to know, um, actually there's, you can just on Spotify, if you search Dave Gumtree, because my, I I brought um, my offering, I guess was uh, some gum leaves. Um, If you search Dave Gumtree on Spotify, you'll get the playlist, which is a mixture of John Hopkins psychedelic playlist, which has got a ton of research behind it, which is really, really quite interesting. But that was a playlist that I used, that Aisha chose for me uh, throughout my experience. And so, it was about five and a half hours, and um, my intent it was really interesting going into this. My intent um, was to identify the thing that was getting in the way of me blooming. Right to 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 find out what I had to let go of in order for me to bloom. That was my intent. I'm not sure if "bloom" was the right word, but it's just what came up for me in to make the sentence work. And it was really interesting talking to a friend who also went through a very similar experience or th- through their own psychedelic, but completely different experience within a couple of weeks of each other. And uh, I, I mentioned that to him, he goes, what was your intent? And I, I mentioned, I was like, it was to let go of whatever stopped me from blooming. And he goes, did you get that? And I said, I understood that I was holding on to an idea that I needed to let go. It was a really quite profound understanding for me because my psychedelic experience was like i was in a bobsled going through legitimately going through space and time literally space it was the first time that i actually understood what space and time meant in all of the space that exists within this world right now and universe it was that but through time it was phenomenal it was like there was this sort of 3d or 5d compass in my chest and any slight turn if i in my bobsled, right? This is an easy way I can, a toboggan, because that's what it was, a toboggan, not a bobsled. It was like I could go to anywhere at any time. It was really quite profound. Um, And so, one of the key things when it comes to psychedelics or waking up is that we will interpret our experience at the stage, the maturation, the stage of development that we're at, Right. So if I had this same experience or um, same medicine 10 years ago, I would have experienced and made interpreted it, made meaning of it very, very differently than I did this time around. Um, But my experience was was really, really unique. And so I I actually wrote down a journal. I'm going to share that with you. um, And then I want to share a couple of poems, um, one of which was funny enough I, I actually came across when I was 12, which I loved um it was in the same house that i had that experience um in the backyard which is quite unique um and that came to me in mind when i was um in my psilocybin journey and then um another one that's come and i've shared it recently i actually shared the other one the day after um my psychedelic experience um my psilocybin one and then i'll talk a little bit about 5 meo and dmt and um and DMT's a molecule. Um, and my intention around that as well. So yeah. I apologize to some degree, as much as I can, if it's a little bumpy as I go through and explain this, but this really is um being, talking through this without being prompted by questions is really quite interesting. So here's my diary entry. I met Gorge yesterday. He reminded me of everything I've ever been through time and space. I witnessed existence, I was the mountains, I was the sea I was connected to everything there's ever been I was an indigenous girl, I was a benevolent king I was an abused grandma, I was a father and a son, I was a weeping earth I was a grain of sand, I met God yesterday He was in my hand I still get a little bit tingly sort of reading through that again especially out loud um, and what I mean by God is really like universal energy um, is, is spirit it was funny as I was laying there I started to feel like, it was like I needed to shiver it was like that little sort of Ooh, just before you shiver but the shiver never came and then I realized that all I could experience was just energy throughout my physical body and then that through space and time it was, it was really quite profound then I wrote another one I saw death not as the end but as a part of the whole remorseful yet necessary I was every culture there's ever been, a flowing of energy from life to life. I felt compassion for those who have hurt me. I felt their pain, that they didn't know how to transmute. I saw talking heads, blabbering logic, unaware of the earth they're made from. I felt a deep sorrow for the abused. I felt the gentle hum of joy. I felt nurturing love, maybe for the first time. I felt slow. I felt fast, all at once. As mentioned, it was a really beautiful and unique experience for me Um, and something that is I may revisit at some time, but really it's about integrating this and understanding this and staying connected to that source, a source of energy that's existed well past this physical body. Um, And so the two poems that came to me through, they didn't didn't come to me. I, I thought of them and I related to them. This was the first one. This was the one that I came across when I was 12 years old. To a poet a thousand years hence I who am dead a thousand years, and wrote this sweet archaic song, send you my word for messengers, the way I shall not pass along. I care not if you bridge the seas, or ride secure the cruel sky, or build consumer palaces, of metal or of masonry. But have your wine and music still, and statues and a bright eyed love, And foolish thoughts of good and ill, and prayers to them who sit above? How shall we conquer like a wind? That falls at eve our fancies blow and old man needs the blind Said it three thousand years ago O friend unseen, unborn, unknown Student of our sweet English tongue Read out my words a night alone I was a poet, I was young Since I can never see your face And never shake you by the hand I send my soul through time and space To greet you, you will understand So, you may see why I related to that A, when I was 12, maybe, but more so through that experience. It was um, through time and space. Here's the second one I'm here to share a secret. I'm not who I've always been. The world that lies outstretched before me is not the only one I've seen. I've traveled on the tails of comets. I've burned up in the hearts of stars. I've been spat out of supernovas. They left me scattered near and far. I've dined in distant galaxies and taught the birds to sing. I've danced for a whole lifetime upon Saturn's dusty rings. I've been here for long enough to learn what makes a willow weep. I've sung celestial lullabies that sent the moon to sleep. I've been both the flowing water and the stone that blocks its way. I've been frozen, I've been molten, and I'll be again someday. Though I've been a billion things, this is the first one that can smile. I'm pieces of the universe, living as a human for a while. E.H. Hemingway, maybe? The other one is by uh, James L. Roy Fletcher. Flecker, rather. Sorry. Sorry, James. So, the psychedelic experience for me was really quite interesting, uh, especially with the psilocybin. It was beautiful. Um, and it was unique. Now, I understand we're already 20 minutes into this, so I'm just going to go through and explain my 5-MeO and then, then sort of finish up. Um, if you have any questions, please by all means reach out. Um, I would love to answer them. Uh, the five muo DMT is a completely different experience. If you haven't already done that, completely different. Um, it, it's like a it's like a a, a, um, a jet plane to the source, basically. Um, however, as I came out of, there's there's a small little dose, and there's one or two major doses or or larger doses, and then a little one at the end to sort of integrate it. And they take about ten to fifteen minutes. And so I came out of it in my first or second larger dose. And I just smiled, turned to Aisha, and I said, foolish man. <laughs> so my intent going into that is that I realized prior to it that I've got a really strong connection to death. And I mean that in the sense that I acknowledge that death occurs. it's, it's a It's a normal function of existence. That I probably had a stronger relationship to death than I did with living, like actually living. And my goal was to build a... To connect to the source, a life source, more than anything, and like some of this can sound a bit outrageous or a bit woo woo or something like that, but it's it's first person experiential. It's saying that I allow myself to to lean into, and what I felt connected to within my five meo DMT experience was something that I've connected with in times before. Not maybe to that same like that was a, that was a buffet that I had, but I've definitely had. A taste of it before right there's a difference a taste of something compared to the whole buffet and the 5meo just fucking shoved a buffet in my face it was the old school pizza all you can eat pizza hut what you can eat as opposed to maybe a pizza pocket or even the smell of a pizza pocket or something along those lines and so this idea of the foolish man was that i thought there was something else i had tasted this before but i'm like surely this isn't it and this is actually massively on the back of a massive discounting pattern that I ran for a very long time that showed up in many different facets of my life. But it was such a interesting and unique experience. Um, and what I found coming back out of that is, and this is the importance of integration, is that the busier that I allow myself to get with work or you know the societal systems that we live in, the less connected I am to that source. The more connected I am to that source, the less stuff in the way, right? It's like the less lampshades over my light. The greater flexibility I have to deal with things um, and to to show up. And so this is an idea and, and first-person experience for me of being like the more blended I am with my personality, the less it's me showing up and the more it is as my personality. And I think I deserve better than that. And I think you do too. You deserve the best of me as I become the best of me. And on that note, team, I'm done. If you have any questions around this, please feel free to reach out. Otherwise, thanks for tuning in. If you found this podcast interesting, then please, by all means, share it with someone you think would also find it interesting. Otherwise, uh, you can find out everything you need to find out in my show notes. Books, retreats, courses, everything. On top of that, I'm done. Until next time, peace and pizza. I'll see you soon.